everybody, this is Nathan here with Jake, and you're about to listen to what we call Sound of Sanity 1.0. Now, Jake, what do we mean when we say Sanity 1.0? Well, Sound of Sanity was a show we'd been wanting to do for a really long time, and we'd never really seen our way clear to getting it off the ground. Right, so one day we decided the best way to get it off the ground was just to sit down, hit record, three friends talking into microphones. Since that time, the show has changed and grown a whole lot. The modern version of Sound of Sanity really began to develop around episode 34 on Jordan B. Peterson. Yeah, there's some stuff we're really proud of in this early iteration of this show and some stuff we're possibly, probably, maybe not so proud of. But there's some good stuff and we wanted to leave these up. Plus, we thought it'd be fun for people who know the current show to go back and see how far the show's come. Yeah, fun and maybe sometimes a little humbling. No doubt. Anyway, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the current version of the show. That's right. And meanwhile, please enjoy this episode from the archives. You are now listening to The Sound of Sanity. The sound will continue for the duration of the program. Your humble and obedient host, welcoming you to another episode of Sound of Sanity. I was just reminded of the great uh, Bruce Lee by Benjamin Solo, Solzer, whatever his name is. He was doing Bruce Lee's noises just before we began, and it really threw me off track because I do not care for Bruce Lee. He seems like a cocky gentleman to me. He seems like a a very prideful gentleman. There's never any question that he's just going to beat up Chuck Norris and then kill Chuck Norris, and maybe he'll kind of be like, Chuck Norris, you shouldn't. You shouldn't come after me. But then he'll just destroy all his enemies. I don't know. I always thought, like, there's no tension in a Bruce Lee movie. Bruce Lee is just going to dominate, and not even in a fun way. He's just going to he's just gonna s- destroy people. What about Steven Seagal, Nathan? Well, <laughs> your favorite action that's, hero. That's where, it, that's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> Fat guys with ponytails. That's you're, not what you're we're going for that look once upon a time. You are going for that look once upon a time. Yes. <laughs> I've since <laughs> repented deeply, <laughs> and I feel nothing but shame when I see those old pictures. And uh, we talked about that a couple episodes ago. Those were some of the pictures that people, when I said, I had a body crafted for war, it was kind of a Steven Seagal-esque kind of <laughs> body crafted for war. Uh, those bygone days when you callously broke all your enemies' bones as they ran at you one by one. Right, huh? right. Yep. After they'd insulted me in a bar, that's what you have to do. That's it. Um, but that has nothing to do with what we're here to talk about today. What we're really here to do, what we're here to do right now is to introduce all my good friends here that uh, do this show with me. I'm Nathan Alberson, your humble and obedient host, of course. Humble, not cocky like Bruce Lee, but really the opposite of Bruce Lee in many ways. He was a small, cocky Asian gentleman that did kung fu. I'm a large Caucasian gentleman that does podcasts. Very different than, than Bruce Lee. And also, maybe a little bit more like Bruce Lee in the lithesome kinetic athletic ability department. But <laughs> similarly humble and not like Bruce Lee in many other departments <laughs> would be the tall Caucasian gentleman sitting across from me. It's Pastor Jacob Menzel. How you doing, Jake? I'm doing fine, Nathan. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. How would you stack yourself up against Bruce Lee? You'd be better. You'd be better. Better in every way. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, I would. It's a, there's a reason I was never cast any Bruce Lee, in any Bruce Lee films, <laughs> apart from the fact that he died before I was born. 
<laughs> did he, he actually didn't... die before I was born? He probably did, right? Yeah, probably. I think he died in the 70s, didn't he? I don't know. Sounds right. Look it up, Benjamin Solzer. I'm looking it up. The, perhaps the, most, the person with the most Bruce Lee-esque body, just in that he's small and a brunette Deadly. instead of a blonde. Um, Deadly. <laughs> And deadly, <laughs> deadly. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> he could also totally beat up Bruce Lee. Uh, 1973 was the year of Bruce Lee's death. 1973, the year of Bruce Lee's death. Yeah. I'll tell you the one you were Well, let's not get off on Bruce Lee. The reason, <laughs> actually, how did we get to Bruce Lee? Because, you know, it all ties together, folks, because today what we're going to be talking about is verses. <laughs> <laughs> And I think we were thinking about other forms of verses, such as Jake versus Nathan, Freddie versus Jason. Like That's what all, it was, yeah. All the different kinds of versing, verses that might happen. Um, but we're actually going to talk about today's little app, a little Bible app called the Verses app. And we're going to talk about the whole subject of scripture memory, which is something that I historically have really done a terrible job at because memorizing the Bible is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Memorizing the Bible is hard, Nathan, <laughs> uh, especially the older that you get. And I don't remember it ever really being super easy, but when I was a kid, I think I took for granted the fact that my brain would be facile and be able to absorb things forever. And it turns out... <laughs> not so much. Not, not, not the case. <laughs> not yeah. the case. I was preaching recently about Jesus at the temple when he was 12 years old, and I was exhorting the, the young people of our church to really give themselves to studying the Bible, mm-hmm. especially when they're young and their memories are strong. And I was telling them about how I remember being in sixth grade in Mrs. Carver's history class or social studies or whatever it was called, and how at the end of class we got assigned to memorize the Gettysburg Address and how like in the couple minutes that were there at the end of class, I memorized the whole thing. And I've, and that was all the work I put into it and I never have forgotten it. And I can still probably right now recite the Gettysburg Address. And that's because you're a super genius who just absorbs information and knows That's what I thought. But it turns out, <laughs> nope, I was just 12 years old. <laughs> and 11 and 12 year olds do have superpowers mm-hmm. that fade and go away in time. Yes, indeed. But God has just designed us that when we're at that age, we're sponges and we have this amazing ability to memorize and hold on to things. So I was talking about this because I was talking about Jesus is at the age of 12. He's transitioning into manhood and he's preparing himself for the work that he has to do. So he's in the temple sitting at, with the Bible teachers mm-hmm. and he's at, a, you know, his parents find him, they find him at a Bible study. And then that's a the only picture we have into Jesus's childhood. And the next time we see Jesus, the first words out of his mouth are scripture. He's quoting the Bible as he's facing down Satan in the wilderness. He goes back to civilization and he uh, goes to a synagogue and he opens the Bible and he reads the Bible. And he's on the cross and he's quoting scripture. He gives the Sermon on the Mount and he's quoting scripture. And so he's was preparing to do his father's work, he was preparing to be about his father's business, and he was doing it by learning the Bible. So yeah, I was I was exhorting the young people of the church, young men and young women, to give themselves to knowing and memorizing the Bible, because it gets harder. And it gets so hard that you, if you're anything like me, you just quit. Right. You quit even trying probably about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. For me, it was, you know, it was, that's about how long it's been since I'd tried. Until. Until. <laughs> I finally gave your longstanding suggestion to try and downloaded the Versus app. Yes. For about a year, I've been using a iPhone app. I guess it's an iPhone app, a smartphone app maybe, called Versus. Basically, it just what it does is it gamifies 
scripture memory. I don't know that that's the best way to put it, but that's the easiest way to put it. It's an e- yeah, it's an easy way to put it. But if you're looking for like actual games, yeah, it's not going like, to be like a little turtle trying to cross the road or anything like that. Yeah, it's, it's just not like, like it's not Bible Crush. You know? No, <laughs> um, it's just. It has just different exercises that it recommends that you run through. Right. Fill in the blank. Listen, word search. Listen word to, choose. Um, listen to a automated reading of the verse. Yeah. But it just cycles you through and then it shows your progress and it keeps a record of your mistakes and it, you know, moves the meter forward or backwards until you get it perfect. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can create any passage that you want to memorize. And it'll keep a record of what you've memorized. You can kind of scroll down and look at, you know, what you've memorized in every book of the Bible and how much of that book you've memorized. And Yeah, and it has this neat little meter that kind of weakens over time. If you haven't looked at the verse for a while, it'll want you to go back and strengthen it, short it up in your brain. and Yeah, review it. Um, which those kinds of things can be terrible on any kind of Duolingo, whatever. Not that Duolingo is specifically terrible, but any of these little learning game things, those kinds of things can be... They just say they oppress you. They can be, yeah. They just punish you for not logging in and watching their advertisements. But Versus doesn't have any advertisements. It's a, it's free. It's an ad-free experience. It's very simple, aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. And you has, get the whole package you, for once you download it, you don't have to pay anything. But... Yeah. But there are licensing fees for different versions of the Bible so that you can memorize anything in the King James for free. But if you want to memorize in the ESV or the New American Standard or, or the NIV, yeah, or, you know, don't do use, that. Use some silly um, version like that. Then you have to pay between, what, 4 and $6 or something right. like that. Which I think the NASB is actually the most expensive. It's 7 It's mm-hmm. It's 7 So... Like you're gonna get the ESV for four bucks or the New American Standard for seven, and but I've just started doing it. Um, I've only been doing it for a week now, not quite a week, and I've memorized sixteen verses of scripture. And I've just used the King James because it was free. It was there. I didn't want to spend money if it wasn't gonna work out. But it's been fun. No, not to put you on the spot. Yeah, but to totally put you on the spot. Yeah, can you recite, let's say, two verses of scripture that you didn't had not heretofore memorized that you now have memorized and can just spout off? For us. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor, and do you want me to keep going? I, it's a Sermon on the Mount, and I've... You got it. You got 16 verses worth of it. Yeah, for 16 verses. I'm going to say, what is that, the living version? What version did you pay <laughs> for it there? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you figure it. It's actually been hard, because I'm so familiar with the, the New American Standard and English Standard versions of the Sermon on the Mount. I've preached through it. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those little... And when he was set, mm-hmm. you know, it's very difficult. Right. Uh, to get get straight, or especially once you get into the the beatitudes, mm-hmm. blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. They which do, yeah. <laughs> they which do hunger. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Most translations, to my memory, want to say satisfied instead of filled. Right. I don't know. It's fun, and it's it's neat to because it's the King James and is a little exotic. It doesn't sort of wash. It maybe helps to, helps it stick a little better because mm-hmm. it's got you know uh, ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, <laughs> wherewith shall it be salted? Wherewith shall it be salted? <laughs> it is no longer. Nope, I did it. You, you. It is thenceforth good for nothing. Yes, but. To be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you, you heard me do it. Like, it is no longer good for anything. That's what's in my head. 
but no, it is thenceforth good for nothing. Right. That's a good example for me of how easy it was to memorize things when I was a kid because there's all these things stuck in my head. Like I used the first when I first got this versus app, I used it to memorize James four, which is one of my favorite passages of scripture. And it's got in there, humble yourself before the Lord and he will exalt you is what I memorized. But what was going through my head the whole time and really messed me up was humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. Humble thyself in the sight. <laughs> and he, and he will, will, will lift you up. Higher, higher and higher and he. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm a child of the 90s and late 80s. But uh, yeah, anyway, I love it. I love it. And But I've had trouble getting people to adopt it. I've told a couple of people that they should use it, not just you. And you're the first one that's actually It took on me board. a year. The versus train, yeah. It took me a year, yeah. Why was that, Jake? Because I thought it would be work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I just, it felt like another, just another thing to fail at. That's really, I think, what what it came down to. For me, when I downloaded it, it felt, I felt a little bit icky. I felt like it was a failure of will or of nerve or because I was basically accepting the fact that, Nathan, if you don't gamify this, you're never going to do it. Yeah. And so you're just a lazy jerk. You're not spiritual. You don't have the will to just sit down and make yourself love the word of God like you should. So you're going to get a dumb iPhone app that's going to do the job for you. And I've actually kind of struggled with that a little bit when I memorized or when I memorized, when I downloaded this thing. Uh huh. Yeah, I think a lot of people tend to feel that way. I think you, we tend to look at sanctification as this really super spiritual sort of thing that if you're not doing it in a really super spiritual sort of way, then it's not going to take. Right. It's not, you know, doesn't actually honor the Lord mm-hmm. to just do the thing that gets the job done. Right. But then again, over and against that, you have the great Mary Poppins that we just talked about. <laughs> she, she had a little thing she liked to say. For every job that must be done, Ben... There is an there's an element of fun. Element oh, of fun. You yeah. find the fun and snap. It's a game. The job's a game. The job's a game. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's how I live my life. Well, yeah, spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. That's right. And by the way, <laughs> yeah, fun, fun fact about Mary Poppins: How many uh, Oscars was it nominated for? I want to say. Uh, I want to say. I'm not sure off the top of my head. It definitely won one for best actress and best uh, special effects. And no, no, no. Maybe it won best fun. picture, didn't it? No, no, no. My no, fair lady won best picture. Fair lady. Oh, that's right. Whoa, whoa. Yes, Mary Poppins actress. was nominated for twelve Academy yeah, Awards. Mary, Mary, oh, okay. and won four. And won four. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Huh. Now. We have kind of a, a modern day Mary Poppins. <laughs> a, a real true hero, I would say. <laughs> a great or, or, or heroine. I never heroine know how to is heroine. Word. I never know whether it's the right. thing that I shoot into myself to that's really addictive. It's, it's not heroine. <laughs> or heroine. Or her- heroine. I kinda like heroine. <laughs> <laughs> we have this great heroine, modern day heroine. Her name is uh Wonder Woman, Ben. You know the great Wonder Woman? Diana Prince. Diana oh, Prince. Oh my she goodness. Runs around in her underwear, she Diana plays Nazis. Of the Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> flies flies around in her invisible plane. <laughs> <laughs> she's got the lasso of truth. She's, oh man, she's a symbol for for what w- womankind has achieved this year. They've got their their marches and uh, their hats, and uh, they've they've achieved. Shout so out much. to Aaron Ventura, by the way. Yeah, for his funny tweet, fantastic tweet. Look up Aaron Ventura. <laughs> I didn't even see it. What's Aaron Ventura's tweet? I don't know if we can describe we're, it. We're not going to. Nope. You, you're just going to have to go look it up yourself. Uh, okay. Yep. All right. I got a little in a little I trouble will. one time for referencing something like that on our podcast, but um, yeah, look up his tweet. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I retweeted it if y'all want to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I did too. So uh, just look up at Jacob or uh, yeah, at 
at Jacob Minsel. You know, you find me on Twitter. Find Aaron that way. Give him a follow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or at not famous Nathan. I think I'll get you there too. So yeah. uh, So Wonder Woman. She's kind of like a modern day Mary Poppins. She she gets in her underwear. She fights those Nazis. How many Oscar nominations did Wonder Woman get, guys? Surely at least (laughs) twelve. Well, it's it's kind of like the invisible plane of Oscar. So let's just put the lasso of truth on Ben, and maybe he can tell us how many. Uh, was it less than twelve? Oh, uh, maybe so. Yes. Was it okay. less than eleven? Uh, I I cannot tell a lie. It was less than eleven. Okay. Was it? Well, surely she must have gotten ten Oscar nominations for one her. She's no. gonna have to win at least four to match. To match Mary. the great Mary Not Poppins. true. She's gotta have at least four or five uh, nominations. I'm fighting, but I, I don't understand why I feel Was it so at least weak. four or five nominations? No. What? So it was less than four or five. Now that's gonna <laughs> yes. if I'm using logic correctly, that will bring us down to at least three. So I, I'm saying three. I wish you would not ask any more questions <laughs> of me. <laughs> Just take this lasso of truth off a lasso. I'll answer all your questions. <laughs> Why, why, why would I just leave the lasso of truth on? You'll answer uh, my questions that way, and I'll know you're telling the truth. Okay. Two. Was it two? No. Okay, so Gal Gadot or maybe Patty Jenkins got it for director, surely. No, not true. So if it wasn't... Was it costuming it for the or uh, underwear? We did. <laughs> I yeah, must there, tell the truth. How many... All right, let's just ask. I'm just going to ask. Lasso of truth time. Uh, <gasps> how many Oscar nominees? Zero. Wait, Wait, repeat that? Zero. A little louder. Zero. Louder so Louder. we can hear. Zero. Zero. Zero nominations, Zero nominations for Wonder Woman. So wait, Mary Poppins, which we established was not a feminist, in fact, an anti-feminist hero. Basically, a, mm. almost a patriarchal hero. Yeah. Uh, 12 nominations and four wins. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wonder Woman. Box office Zero smash, but... Uh, nominations. Zero nominations. Zero nominations. Zero nominations, huh? But this is the year of women throwing off the shackle. Throw, throw, they threw off the shackles of yesterday. <laughs> shoulder and shoulder into, into the, the fray. Their daughters, daughters will adore us. And, and they'll, they'll sing in grateful chorus. Well done, sister suffragette. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe, maybe they're... Daughters, her daughters, daughters will adore Wonder Woman, but is she even going to have any daughters? I'm not sure what's going on. I don't know. I guess Donald Trump is on the throne. It's the age of men. Oh, right. Is that why she didn't get any (laughs) nominations? Because he's the king of his castle. He's the lord of his country. The The sovereign. How does it? Yeah. The the liege. There we go. (laughs) Treats his wife, children, servants. Country? Well. (laughs) With respect? Or with, uh, what does he say? I know he says, noblesse oblige. Gentleness and respect. I don't know. Noblesse oblige. oblige. (laughs) There's one thing we think of when we think of Donald Trump. Noblesse oblige. Noblesse oblige. (laughs) President Donald, noblesse oblige Trump. Oh, I got that wrong. It was 13 nominations. 13 nominations. Not 12. It's just the the first 12 showed up on Google right away. And and, uh, Wonder Woman didn't get any. Mm-mm. For all her running around in her underwear, for oh. all her fighting the Nazis. And it won five, not four. Again, it's, I just see what Google shows me. <laughs> Sorry about that. Fine. Okay. Well, I should have remembered. I, I said all those facts last week, and I didn't remember right. them. Which brings nope. us back to our other point, which is that... <laughs> Memory. Hard thing for <laughs> old people. It goes away when you're in your uh, your third 
decade. I, well, I guess we should just tie up the question of Wonder Woman and in, in, in the lasso of truth that we here at Santa Inside of Sanity use, which is to say, I think probably what happened is the Academy listened to our podcast, the very first episode of Sound of Sanity, and yeah. the, nog- the inaugural yeah, I, I, episode of Sound of Sanity. I've um, been shopping it around enough. I would be Academy surprised is, yeah. if <laughs> <laughs> all the connections I made that it, by now it's gotten you know, <laughs> to all the, your, uh, your vast network yeah. of <laughs> That's right. entertainment industry connections. I know people who know people who know people who know people. And <laughs> that's an interesting question. So this, I could probably, I mean, we could yeah. probably all six degree an yeah. academy voter. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Of course right. we can. Easy. They heard it on the grapevine. They listened to it. They realized suddenly that their enjoyment of Wonder Woman was uh, just horrible. Mm-hmm. And they decided this movie needs to be blacklisted, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shut totally. it out of the academy. You yeah. know what's great about that? That means they'll probably listen to our Star Wars episode from two weeks ago. And we can expect Star Wars episode 10 to be feminism free. Yeah, probably. Or episode nine. Nine. nine yes, yeah. I'm sorry. Mm, mm-hmm. So that's yeah, good. Yeah, be feminism free. And yep. We'll yep. win for real awards. It's probably a little too late for them to listen to our Star Wars episode. Probably The Last Jedi still managed to get a couple nominations. Right. And they, they mm, maybe, yeah. they already did a big round of research for Solo. So they may not want to spend the money to, to, to go change back and whatever. Change so that, that might be a little Yeah. Feminism. So we'll, we'll have to look downstream to see the ripple effect. I know they already turned in a script for. For nine, oh, two. did they? Yeah, so but hopefully, I mean, there's time for rewrites. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. always so, time for rewrites. There's always Hollywood. time for rewrites, yeah. as as PL Travers learned after approving <laughs> the script for Mary Poppins. <laughs> um, yeah, well, okay, uh, nice job changing the culture, boys. Yeah, fantastic right work. Let's keep it up. Yeah. Oh, sure. Let's I mean, change yeah. the culture of Bible memorization today with the rest of this episode. Yeah, how, how can we not? I mean, even just- feminism has been defeated. <laughs> Once and for all. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, sound of sanity. (laughs) Yay us. Well, that was easier than I thought it would be. All right. Well, I love a, a, a good victorious morning of defeating feminism forever in our in our culture. Let's follow it up by uh, helping everybody completely change the way that they memorize scripture. Maybe start memorizing some scripture. Let's do it. All right. So this app versus now Ben uses some fake loser. A uh, clown app, other app. It's <laughs> <laughs> not versus. <laughs> That's yeah. probably better known and more widely used than versus. <laughs> That's right. You use however, what? Uh, scripture typer. Scripture, scripture typer. <laughs> I know. It's not it's as cool. A strike as... against it right there. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a dorky name, huh? No, scripture typer for all I know is great. I I remember I did a little research and decided to use versus when I decided I was going to go this route of using an app. I paid attention to what we said in content overload about having. Uh, people that you trust recommend things for uh, you. Yes. And Jake trusts yours truly, Nathan Alverson. And I recommended yeah. verses to people. And I would continue to recommend verses. I don't know that I wouldn't recommend Bible Typer. What we're actually going to do, folks, just so you, so as you know, Ben's has now downloaded, true, true or false, Ben, you've downloaded the verses app. I have. Versus, and you're going to do verses, versus scripture typer, scripture typer. Yeah, and so Ben's going to come back to us in a week or two, folks, and he's going to give us his report and tell you which one he thinks uh, you should use. Yeah, but uh, do. no matter what he says, probably I'm, I'm sticking with verses. I'm stick with verses. So. <laughs> I I really love verses. I've uh, been able to man, uh, memorize a lot of scripture with it. How much have you memorized? You've you've been on it for about a year. Well, I've got lazy. I I switched it up and decided to do something else for a while, so I haven't been using it consistently for a year. But I memorized, I think, the whole, pretty much the whole book of First John. Although I need to go back because that one, that's a hard book. That was like the second mm-hmm. thing I decided to memorize, and it turns out John's just wonderful, but he likes to repeat kind of the same, similar. 
he sort of loops the whole method of that book as I found was that he circles around the same things and kind of hones in more and more and more and and kind of comes back to the same stuff, you know, and says the same thing in different ways. But sometimes what's worse for memorization's purposes is he say says things in the same ways or it's very similar ways. You know, if you love quite the same way, if you love Mm -hmm. God, then you'll obey his commandments. If you, he just says a variation on that. And like, whereas somebody like the apostle Paul is going to be very, for the most part, linear, more or less linear, mm -hmm. depending on which book you're in. But you know, he's, he's moving in a direction. Right. There'll be digressions and stuff. A much more, what we would consider to be a logical, if this, then that, therefore, this kind of train of thought. I find that kind of thing much more helpful. If I can track with the ideas and anticipate or remember where they're going, that helps. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because you can kind of, yeah. It's not just rote. You're grasping the ideas. And that's been the really nice thing, too, about using this app is it does gamify it. You know, sometimes you will almost feel mindless and you will feel a little guilty because you're just like sitting there, like, you know, listening to Spotify and thumbing, you know, almost like you're playing Candy Crush, but you're doing it with Bible verses. What I found is, like any good memorization, what happens is you say it 50 times and then at some point your brain begins to think like, wait, what does that mean? What does that mean? Why did he phrase it this way? Why Why is he saying this instead of this that he could have said? And it's actually a good way of delving into the scriptures. And, you know, sometimes you'll just end up finding yourself meditating on it as we're commanded to do you'll find yourself just thinking about like why do you go that direction instead of this and sometimes you'll find yourself you know you'll go on a big google search through matthew henry and john calvin and everybody else just to figure it out i don't know it's been good for my understanding and as well as my retention of scripture which i suppose is a good thing I guess so. Let's end that sentence in the lamest way. (laughs) (laughs) The goal is to meditate on God's law day and Mm -hmm. night, right? And that's why we want to have God's word memorized so we can meditate on it day and night. Well, no matter how you go about memorizing it, you're going to have to take that extra step of calling it to mind Mm -hmm. in a context where you're not sitting there staring at it, trying to memorize, or however it is you go about doing it. Right. Well, the Verses app allows you to sort of slip it in Mm-hmm. here and there and say, oh, I was going to mindlessly click on Twitter and scroll through Twitter. Instead, I'm going to click on verses, mm-hmm. memorize the Bible. What, even if you if you want to be cynical about it and say, and my, mindlessly play some of these Bible memory games, the fact is it works. Right. It's there to call up if you have the discipline to remind yourself to call it up. Like I was in the car the other other day taking the kids to school, and I thought, "Hey, I have all, I have some Bible memorized now. I could recite this Bible to the kids in the car on the way to school and tell them about how I'm working on because they have scripture memory verses. They're always memorizing passages in Sunday school and uh, verses for Awana, and say, "Hey, I'm I'm memorizing the Bible too, and I don't have to be ashamed about telling them to memorize the Bible and not doing it myself <laughs> anymore." So, hey, here's you know, look look at. Um, um, at what I've been able to memorize. I'm glad I'm, God's given me a tool to use to help me memorize the Bible. And, and they can talk to him about it, you know, and not just about the act of memorizing, but about the passage itself. It's cool. It's yeah, fun. It's, it's great. It's fun. It helps you memorize scripture. We can probably end this episode, right? It's just been one big infomercial for verses, and um, yeah. we love it. Check it's it scripture out. Scripture typer. They're not pa- <laughs> Nobody's paying us for this. No one's paying I've us. I've got a little app yet. you can memorize. It's called Shut Up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called it's called the Shut Up app. <laughs> uh, so you want, you want me to, me- to memorize that? Yes, I think I've got it. Okay, the Shut Up app. Repeat that twenty Sh- times. Shut Up app. Shut Up app. <laughs> shut Up app. Okay. I, I um, 
Did I say you needed to memorize the shit up? Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) I stand by my words. (laughs) Uh, We give we assign points for speed, not accuracy of insults on the, (laughs) especially when it comes to insulting Ben Zolder. That's right. Just speed is what matters. (laughs) The meaning of your words not so important. No. no. (laughs) Yeah. Great. All right. Uh, Versus app. Memorize it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Sound of sanity was. Oh no! Whoa. What on earth is... Who could have an objection against memorizing the Bible? The, the, devil's what is the devil won on this episode. Probably to stop us from memorizing turn, the Bible. Turn off the, that alarm, Ben. I, uh, why won't it... Jake, can, can you reach that? Can you turn that off? I can reach anything. I'm really tall. Okay, he is really tall. Get that. All right, I'm, I'm standing up. I'm okay. reaching. All right. And I'm pressing the off button. Did it just go off randomly? Why isn't it turning it off? Just, just pull it out of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just ripped it out of the wall. <laughs> okay. All right, good. We'll oh, never man. be bothered by this thing again. Oh. Sayonara, devil's advocacy alarm. Seems a little too easy. Well, I suppose. I don't know whether that was a mistake or what, but I suppose I suppose we should... Let's just treat it like the devil's advocacy alarm went off there. Devil's advocacy alarm, if you haven't listened to the show before, guys. Uh, have you guys ever listened to the show before? I Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. yeah, that's good. Well, if you hadn't, then what you might not know is that the devil's advocacy alarm, the DWA, it's the part of the show where someone has to play the devil's advocate and argue for the opposite position. Now, our position is that you should download <laughs> the Versus app and use it. <laughs> yeah, our, our position is really huh. whatever it takes, get wisdom. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and if that includes gamifying and throwing a few dopamines into the mix with this dumb little iPhone app, by all means. Here's the deal. What you're trying to do is solve a problem that's a heart problem. And the heart problem is that you are a lazy, undisciplined jerk mm-hmm. who doesn't want to actually be disciplined in his work. And so what you like is to play on your phone. You like to play on your phone and you don't want to discipline the fact that you love to play on your phone and get your dopamine rush. Mm-hmm. You just want to like try to turn that for good some way or another so you can feel good and spiritual about it. You're not that much different than like all of the Christian schlock from the 90s that you hate, where it's like, we can't play Monopoly, we have to play Bibleopoly. Right. <laughs> I, you really want to just be playing Candy Crush. So here's an idea. Instead of playing Bible Crush, just play Candy Crush and don't be a hypocrite about it or a legalist about it. And don't grab your phone and think that that's going to... I can be spiritual and holy with my phone and I'm going to memorize the Bible. Your phone for dopamines it. and dopamines for your phone yeah, and both will and, perish and just, you know, use it, it. Well, and then what you end up doing then is trivializing the Word of God. It's right there and you've put it on the level in your life of Candy Crush. You've subordinated it to your games and to your own lazy habits. You know, how many times are you in the middle of that Bible memory game and, oh, you get a notification on Twitter or on a message, a text message or an email and you like mindlessly leave the word of God behind and go right into something else like it's nothing. It's not training you or teaching you in any way to, t- to treat the Bible as holy, to really give any kind of dedicated or devoted time to studying and memorizing scripture. It's just playing into all of your weaknesses as a weak, lazy, undisciplined millennial. Okay, you have uh, a personality that's given over to dopamine addiction, and maybe it's better to be addicted to your Bible memory app than to porn or to crack cocaine or to Candy Crush. But really, you're not addressing any spirit. Don't 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 pretend like it's anything more than a game to you. Anything more than treating what's holy like what's for dogs. Wow. And don't make the mistake of thinking that you're actually being sanctified or that your heart is changing in any way or that you're actually growing. All you're doing is replacing 
your desire for games with a with a nice super sp- spiritual pharisaical gloss. You put, we're whitewashing the tomb that is your heart. <laughs> huh, that's interesting. So so you're so you're, it's it's really hard to see the problem with what you're saying, Jake. The problem in what you're saying because if I'm if I'm memorizing the Bible, then I have the Bible in you me. You have a no no no. You have a you have a problem. Your problem is that you are addicted to technology and you're addicted to games and you can't discipline your heart and so you just sort of let your heart run free in a direction that feels spiritual to you. So <laughs> it's not actually about disciplining and training your heart to love God or his word or treat it as if it's something holy. It's now it's just another game for you. <laughs> so when you <laughs> So you're saying that there's a problem with you <laughs> <laughs> Ben stood before the devil, <laughs> Bow in his pondered hand. what he should say. <laughs> so, rousing up that bow, boy. Actually, what's happening is that you're making a good use of a technology that you enjoy to do something that you actually do want to do because you have been given a new heart by God and you have a love for his word that you're trying to nurture. Uh, when Christians find a useful way to do that, they're not, you know, giving in to uh, the spiritual forces of darkness and making their lives all a silly game. What they're actually doing is figuring out a way, one way among many ways. It's not like this is the only Bible intake. If you use one of these apps, that's the only Bible intake you get. I, I assume that you guys... I know I do. I use one of these apps, but I also read the Bible, talk with talk with other Christians about the Bible. And so this is one way, one like means that you can use to get scripture in you. All you're really saying is that it seem it might be a sin because it's kind of fun. It's like you're saying because it's convenient and because it's not like an inconvenient block of time I have to set aside every day, that means I'm I'm not sanctifying the word of God. But yeah, that doesn't follow. Basically, that's my argument. Yeah. Yep. That, that doesn't follow at all. Because, sure. <laughs> because we're supposed to pray constantly. So if I pray for 30 seconds as I as I walk down the hallway, is that is that bad? Well, maybe it's bad if if that's the only praying I do all day. But that would just mean my praying was incomplete. Why wouldn't you take something you enjoy and like use it as a hack? It's just like a hack. It's like I want to read, I want to memorize the Bible, and I like using my phone. I put them together, and I end up spending more time memorizing Scripture than I would if I tried to virtuously disregard this technology and just use index cards or notebooks or audio recordings or something. And I, as someone who's tried to do that, I think I actually had the idea myself that it was more virtuous to use index cards and to try just to try harder and to and to and I index cards are great. I love them, but having that app on the phone is actually more, it's more helpful because it's in my pocket. So what Jake should probably do with his kids is... Make buy them all smartphones. Buy them all smartphones. Yes. Make sure that there's exactly. lots of cake that they can eat. Yes. Anytime they do something virtuous, you should probably never spank or discipline or do anything like that because it's not like the Bible calls you to any kind of rigorous parenting like that. You should probably just make it fun and convenient for them to do the right thing and then they'll become good Christians. Yeah. And anytime they disobey, you know that you have failed to make it fun to obey. Wait, you're... you're t- why are you, you're jumping on my devil's advocacy here. That was sarcasm. <laughs> that was sarcasm, not to be confused with irony. I was being is... sarcastic too. You're not allowed to jump on my sarcasm. Oh, I, We're I was having, to be having a good an time. argument here. Oops. <laughs> I don't think you have listened to this show. <laughs> I'm really confused at what I'm supposed to be doing right now. <laughs> What's my role again? What's my motivation here? 
Well, if you want to do, if 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 you if you want to do, <laughs> if which which fort art thou do, as as Jake might now say, <laughs> if you want to honestly argue against Ben's point of view, because I think obviously we're probably, we're gonna come around and we're probably gonna say something like what Ben's kind of saying, but I want to give a little bit of real credence to what Jake's saying. If you put the Bible on the level of Candy Crush, if you make it easy for yourself all the time, if you always choose the things that don't make you deny your flesh, I don't know. I think there might be. I think that might be a problem. I'm going to agree with you. If you always reward your kids and never discipline your kids, I think that might be a problem. I'm going to agree with you. I don't know. And I think about me, like how how many times this year did I just use the Versus app? And that was my Bible. How many times this year have I just prayed for three seconds while mm-hmm. I'm walking down the Walmart aisle and not taking the time? I mean, how much do I use stuff like this as an excuse to not that actually that, not actually actual. do the discipline? Probably yeah. quite a bit. I'm not going to say I'm the worst person in the world and it's all the time, but I'm going to say I'm pretty terrible and it's more than it should be. I think the devil has a point. Yeah, and I think the devil's point is really something that has to be taken on an individual basis because he, here's a... Here's an example. When I first became a Christian, I was amazed by, I had this youth pastor and he would carry his Bible around with him. Well, he would just stick it into the back of his pants, Mm -hmm. but then he'd have his Bible with him wherever he went. And so there were times when I did that. When I first started coming to this church, I got rebuked uh, by an elder for doing that because just like any normal dumb evangelicals treating the word of God like it's not, you just tuck it into your pants with very flippant way and casual way of treating the word of God. Mm -hmm. Well, what that elder didn't know is that I grew up in a house where when I was baptized, I was given a Bible, but I was never allowed to open that Bible or to even have it in my possession because it was my baptismal Bible. Mm -hmm. And that's a special Bible and you don't want to mess that up. And so it really was something that was like, like I, I remember wanting to, to read the Bible. That was my, I wasn't allowed to do it because it was a a very sacred and special thing that had to be kept on a shelf. Mm -hmm. For me, part of my repentance was just sort of like, hey, no, the Bible's for me and I can take it with me and have it on me, have it there and read it when I'm waiting in line. You know, this was pre-smartphone days. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe there was some super spiritual grossness about that, but it was also just sort of like, I grew up in a place where there was sort of this like austere, special, I would never have set another book on top of my Bible. That's what I was thinking. Going to a Christian school, I don't know how many times I got reprimanded by teachers in in, in, in Christian high school for having books stacked on top of my Bible. Like I would always get in trouble for that. Get what they were saying, kind of. You want to be respectful to the Bible, whatever. But I just always, something always sat wrong with that for me. It was just like the Bible is something that I want with me so that I can use, so that I can read. And so if it's convenient for it to be stacked in a certain order with books that might be smaller and go on top of it so that I can bring it with me from class to class, like just leave me alone. <laughs> what I remember I ended up doing, and this was just me being brat, is I would put the Bible on the bottom. And then if anyone asked me, I'd say, well, it's the foundation of my entire life. And that's <laughs> 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 so. well, uh, yeah. My my point is that the, there are and probably have been lots of lots of people who just treat the Bible flippantly enough that that's a very good and helpful exhortation for them to hear to wake them up out of treating the Bible like Dickens or 
Yeah, this is a Hemingway. Mm -hmm. But you know, if the Bible is a two-edged sword, you got to take it out of its sheath sometime. Yeah, well, you need to have it on you. Yeah, (laughs) on your person, you need to be able to take it out of its sheath. And so I, you know, part of my answer, my answer to the devil is, I have more Bible memorized today than I did five or six days ago when I started using this app. I've been helped by it and I can pull it out and I can use it and I can use it effectively. And it disciplines my heart and my mind. I've also taken in less garbage by replacing that garbage with memorizing the Bible. Mm. I'm better for it. What wasn't working was the idea, and what almost never works is the idea that there is a big, super awesome spiritual way of going about this where you dot all your I's and cross all your T's, and then you never get around to actually doing it. Sure, there are ideal and perfect ways of going about everything, maybe, 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 versus is probably the ideal way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas scripture, ty- scripture typers, scripture the typers, ideal way. clearly not, yeah, not, yeah. and oh. you're, you're probably a failure if you use scripture typer. Right, it's not as awesome as verses. Therefore, uh, you okay. No, here's the point. Whatever it takes. Uh, that's a, the proverbs. I, was, I it may have sounded like I was just saying, but I'm quoting. Pro- whatever it takes, get wisdom. Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes, get wisdom. The beginning of wisdom is get wisdom. That's right. <laughs> One of my favorite <laughs> verses in the Bible. <laughs> That's that's what you go read the proverbs. Actually, read your Bible, mm-hmm. study it, get alone in your quiet time with your coffee and your candlelight and your journal beside you. It's pen and paper and whatever else makes you feel spiritual about it. More spiritual than somebody who uses their phone. Read proverbs and catch the fact that God is saying over and over, "Get wisdom, get it however you can." This way of memorizing it and internalizing the Bible is much better than my other way of not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to, to paraphrase the not so great D.L. Moody or who, whoever it was that, I don't know. Yeah, one of those guys. <laughs> one of I, those guys. I keep thinking of, the, I mean, the one of the classic Bible memorization scriptures from Bi- the Bible, Deuteronomy 6, which I looked up because I don't have them memorized. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with your soul and with all your might. These words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down. When you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Posts in your right. gates. So it's there. <laughs> when you're going for a walk, you know, probably to it, do, re, reap some crops or whatever it is people do, you know, when you're walking, when you're sitting down, when you're doing this, when you're on your phone, you know. Yeah. Talk about the Bible. Remember the Bible. Put it on your doorway. Put it on the gates. So it's there. When you yep. come home, you're reminded before you go inside. Unless it releases when you leave. dopamine and then don't, don't do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then that would be bad. Yeah. If it causes any of your uh, pleasure centers to If you to enjoy light. that, you worldly person. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying the scriptures. How dare you? <laughs> Delighting in them. Right. Delighting in them even. No. Your delight is in the law of the Lord, <laughs> sinner. <laughs> uh. It's not like everything you do shall prosper. Uh-oh, there's a reward. Oh, no. Don't do that. <laughs> we are so, e- it's so easy for us to get wiser than God. You know, all of God's commands are bound up with promises, rewards, over and over and over again in Scripture. And consequences good for good and ill, not just warnings against what's ill, but what's bad, but promises of what's good. And God never shies away from holding out everything to us in the kitchen sink to motivate us to obey him, to love him, to walk in his ways. And we are fools if we deny ourselves those things. Absolute fools who wickedly, I think, 
not just mistakenly make ourselves to be wiser than God. This is dumb. Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes, get wisdom. Get it inside you. Meditate on God's law day and night. Stoke those fires, however, however you can. So the dumb pharisaical thing that we will give the devil is that you could use scripture typer to <laughs> to uh, oh, gamify a duty that you have just to ease your conscience so that you can make that the extent of your heart's engagement with God's word and just leave it at that and feel like, okay, I memorized the scriptures. I tapped a few, tapped out a few little games on my phone. I feel a little better about myself. I don't have to do much more than that. There's always an idiotic, dumb way to do everything. So don't do that. Okay. But if you're using it, like Ben was saying, by the way, nice job fighting the devil, Ben. Oh, thanks. I'm sure people will be very pleased with it. Well, but listen, we'll see. We'll see. They'll rate it five stars. They'll probably, what they'll probably do is they'll give us a nice review on iTunes. So they'll go on there and they'll give us a five star review. I know there's a lot of people that have been meaning to do that. And probably Ben's amazing fighting of the devil will make them push them over the edge. They'll just be like, hey, I should get on my phone. And then they'll go download Scripture Typer. Right. Or Versus. <laughs> Either one of those. <laughs> I, I, I see this as Or this they'll person, pull out some index cards. In my mind, what I see is this person is a smart, clever, handsome, or beautiful, depending on which sex person. And they probably, man, you're going to go with Versus, one would, huh. one would, one would think. That's just the way I imagine it. Huh. My mind's eye, that, that makes no sense. But that's okay. <laughs> What were we talking about? Oh, do whatever it takes, like Jake was saying. Yeah. So download Versus today. <laughs> <laughs> it was all an infomercial. Yeah. It does sound kind of like an infomercial. We should have uh, we should have asked them to pay us to do that. Yeah, maybe we will. Maybe we'll get in, t- in touch with the Versus people and, and see if they want to become a sponsor. I'd, I'd, gl- I'd, ex- I'd gladly accept Versus. Versus? Mr. Versus? Tom Versus, if you're listening? <laughs> Tom Versus. <laughs> Hey, listen, maybe what you could do, another thing that you could do is if you have enjoyed today's program mm-hmm. and would like to download uh, Versus, hit them up on Facebook or Twitter and tell them where you heard about them. Yeah, that would good be idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. Same I, thing for scripture typer uh, if you want to do that one yeah. instead. Go ahead. Like, yeah. Give us a try. Yep. Yep. Guys, let's play a fun game to close out the episode, as we're wont to do. I call this game the alphabet game. We've played it many times before <laughs> on this show. What it is, is we're going to go through the alphabet, and we're going to have to name things that go with that. We always have a theme today. It's going to be bi- biblical names. Ooh. Scripture memory yeah, comes into play. We're going to put our scripture memory to play. No cheating. No looking on your smart smartphones down, Bibles down, pencils down. We're just going to see if we can do it. I bet we can get all the way through. I hope so. <laughs> Is there an uh, X? Yes, there is. There is an X, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Met lots of Xs. Okay. Abimelech. Benjamin. Cain. David. Ehud. Faramir? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on here. <laughs> that was a joke, folks. I know, I, know that, I know that Faramir's not in the Bible. That's Tolkien. <laughs> it's kind of like the Bible for some oh, people. No. People oh, that went to Christian school. Uh, wait, what did we have? F. F. Oh, there's, there's. I can't think of an F. All right, we're all. We can all be ashamed together. There's an F. There's definitely an F. Okay. Um, uh, Festus. There you go. Uh, G. There's a Gaius, right? Gaius. There's a Gaius. Herod. Ichabod. H I J. Glory has departed. John. John. K. King Solomon. <laughs> no, it's a lot of cheating. kings. There's, I know there's a K. Yeah, there's Ks. Sure. Do you have a K? No. Uh, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> um, K. Everything that starts with a hard 
K sound I can think of is actually a C in spelling. We're not going to look this up. We're going to get this because there's got to be. You'd think so. What are just some random K names like Kevin? Kevin, Kyle. No Kyle's in the Bible. Get out the laptops. We suck. Uh, I bet bet we don't suck and there's just not a K. That would be, well. Oh, duh. Oops. Cora! Cora, Kedish. Oh, man. There's a there's a lot of Ks. There's place names. Are place names included in this game? No. 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 Okay. Cora, though, would be the... Cora is fine, yeah. Lamek. Grief. J-K-L-M. Michael. Naboth. Obadiah. Peter. Queen Esther. <laughs> no. <laughs> Kohalith. Oh, my goodness. Kohalith. Nicely done. Nice pull. Right. Wow. Ramses. Steven. <laughs> I feel like is I'm Ramses just... actually mentioned by name? I don't think he is, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's not, so I'm gonna give you Reuben. Reuben, Stephen, Tabitha. See you. Uzziah. Vashta? Is that the name of the Vashti? Vashti. 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 Yeah. <laughs> See now I'm thinking of Lord of the Rings names. Thanks a lot, Farmier. <laughs> don't don't try and pin that one on me. <laughs> <laughs> Yet I shall. <laughs> uh, w you're on W? Yeah, that's kind mm-hmm. of... But there's, I will I say there's I have a list of biblical names starting the, the, in Wikipedia, and there's no W category in there. Well, hold on a sec. There are people on forums who are playing like Bible categories and asking for W names in the Bible. Wow. Did they get an answer? Not that I've found yet. There really may not be a W. Hmm. Okay, I don't see anything. Is there a title for someone that starts with a W? Well, w- widow or woman... Widow sure. at, woman at the well or <laughs> the woman at the well. Wait, how yeah. about how about wisdom? Lady wisdom. That oh, is that I, functions I, like a proper name. I'm gonna name. give that to you. I that's clever. I'll give that to you. We, I also would have accepted the horror of Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess <laughs> by by your logic. Uh, um, well, but 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 wisdom is you know personified in the problem. Well, so is the horror of Babylon. Yes. Yeah, All right. If fine. You're gonna, cool. No goose without the gander. Or awesome. Whatever. Yep. Um, sauce for the goose is sauce for the gander. Right. Yeah. What Xerxes? Does he actually mention? Does he actually give his name? Is Xerxes? Ahasuerus, or however you say Ahasuerus. his name. Ahasuerus. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah it, is, it is Ahasuerus. Yeah. I think we're going to have to go with Xerxes because there's Ahasuerus. not going to be anything. I've heard different pronunciations. Yeah, Xerxes. Uh, is there any other X? Probably not. There's Artaxerxes. Yeah, that's 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 A. Right. That's why I went with Xerxes. Let's, we'll, we'll give Xerxes to you, I guess, because I think that's the best we're going to do. Actually, why is surprisingly difficult without stretching things too hmm. there's yeshua yeah i mean we could do just, one of the j change names. everything into why yeah yeah or we could do a one that i don't want to do because it's blasphemous oh game but all right i'm just gonna cheat i'll go with Jacob. all right and that leaves me with z plenty of those yeah but you can't think of any of them or you're just trying to pick I, between them i oh there we go <laughs> there was what the, the wee little man <laughs> the wee little man was he <laughs> zacharias zacharias you got your zebedee you got yeah, your yeah. Uh, zareth shahar just took a second zerubbabel zephaniah zeno is zeno does he appear in book of acts somewhere uh, maybe not yeah there's a lot of zacchaeus Plenty of Z's. All right, guys. Well, we made through that. We made it through that with uh, stretching things three times. We had to we had to do three stretches. But other than that, pretty good. And we didn't actually have to look up anything that didn't involve a stretch, right? Like we didn't. Right. No, we didn't look up anything. Oh if, no, we did. There's one that just is Cora. there. Oh yeah. Okay. So we failed on K. Yeah. Everything else we did to the best of that anyone could do. Right. Yeah. Yes. 
Hoorah! And it's all thanks to the Versus app, available now in the iTunes store, wherever fine apps are sold. Hey, folks, come to our uh, Shepherds Conference if you're a shepherd or a wannabe. Tell me, tell me, tell me, what, what is the Shepherds Conference all about, Jake? Well, Shepherds Conference is uh, our annual pastors' conference. It's more like a church leaders' conference, so it is for officers their wives, Mm -hmm. very welcome to come, or anybody that's really just wanting to grow in leadership in their local church. One that aspires to be an officer, That's right, which is a very good thing, according Mm -hmm. to the Bible. Thanks, Versus. Not too many people should aspire to be, (laughs) though, in my opinion. Well, yeah. Also, according to the Bible. Thanks, Versus. (laughs) 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 Me and Jake are actually now contractually obliged. Anytime we mention anything from the Bible, we say thanks, Versus, and (laughs) $1,000 go into our bank account. (laughs) Every single time, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, versus. <laughs> Thanks, versus. <laughs> this is a quick, easy way to get rich, which is a bad thing to do. No. I know that because of Proverbs. Thanks, versus. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, the Pastors Shepherds Conference. Uh, this year, the title is The Good Fight Conflict in Christian Ministry. Really excited about it. Been talking to people who have registered. Really looking forward to getting a lot of people here, uh, old friends, and uh, hoping to make some new ones. If you've never been, please come. You can register online now. If you go to warhornmedia.com, you'll find a link. Because, you know, you're Pastor Jake. You're all out there by yourself. You sometimes be a little lonely, maybe, you know, and then you come and you Well, you especially feel lonely if you share the kinds of commitments that you do with us, because there's not a lot of people out there that are have our anti-Wonder Woman. Yeah, a lot of haters. Hashtag open letter to Ray. <laughs> no, but but um, if you're committed to, to pastoral care, to preaching the word of God to the consciences of people, to not hiding from the places where it gets hot in our culture, you can feel awfully alone out there. This is a place to come and not feel alone and uh, be strengthened and equipped for the work that God's called you to. Come and uh, register today. And if, if uh, registration is a problem, uh, feels too expensive for you, something you can't do or that your church can't afford to send you on, hit me up. We'll see what we can do. Awesome. All right, guys, let's close this. <laughs> we don't have anything to close. Let's close the sanity bag, Ben. Whoa. <laughs> it's closing. It's all gone. It's all gone. <laughs> Stuff all the wisdom and awesome camaraderie, everything that goes into a great Sound of Sanity episode, which this was, brought to you by the fine program Versus. And also, well, let's face it, it was engineered by Benjamin Salser. It was produced by Nathan Oberson. It was executive produced by Nathan Oberson and Jacob Mentzel. Until next time, stay sane. <laughs>